Alright everybody, the whole household is asleep right now. It's late at night, everyone else is either sleeping, or watching Netflix, or quarantining themselves in a corner. What am I doing? I've got a microphone in my face, so you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose, and I'm here as your guide to give you... I don't know what it is you need for the next 30 to 40 minutes of your uh, day. Love it or hate it, here it goes. Let's hit the theme song. And there you have it. We're back with another week, another fascinating, exciting episode, as you can tell on the inflection in my voice. So excited. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I... Oops, sorry. I can't I can't have a week without hitting the microphone, right? That's what I do. Uh, you, could, you could turn that into a prize-winning game. How's everybody been? It's been a week, two weeks, actually, because last week we did our Goosebumps episode. Um, if you guys are following along with that, it's going pretty well. A uh, little... Um, I don't know, a little follow-up on that. So, a couple weeks ago, I lost the book. As um, I mentioned on the podcast a couple weeks back, I lost my Goosebumps book. And that's, I had the hardest time putting out an episode where I'm supposed to be reading the chapters because I didn't have the book. So, I bought a digital copy on my phone and was trying to read it. And it was not panning out okay. It was it was difficult because I don't know if it was just not compatible with the phone or, or whatever it was, but um, <clears throat> it narrowed the page down to, to where you were reading, like, you know, two words per line, and it was just really thin, and, like, it, it would freeze up every time I was trying to turn a page. So a few weeks back, the Goosebumps episode was not that uh, stellar. So last week, I ended up buying another copy on Amazon. I still haven't found my original book, so I don't know what the kids did with it. It's somewhere around here. But I had to buy a new copy of it so that... Uh, Oh, it was weird. I'll get into that later. Um, so I had to buy a new copy so that I could read it to you guys. And last week, I, I did three chapters to make up for it. And we're getting through it. We're almost done with the book. So thanks for tuning into that. It was a pretty cool idea, I think. And uh, I'm glad we're sticking with it. So what's been new on my end? Um, not a whole lot, man. Stress. Lots of Lots of endless stress, but I mean, that's just general for everybody, right? Because, you know, I'll say it. I said it last time. I'll say it again. 2020 is a dumpster fire, and it just seems to be full of surprises. Like, I mean, to the point where I'm not even surprised anymore with everything going on. Like, there could be uh, grizzly bears outside with chainsaws, and I'd be like, oh, okay. That's just another day in the neighborhood now because that's the way life has gone. I actually saw a video the other day about it with a bear, and he was in a zoo, and he was like, Whipping around nunchucks and stuff. <clears throat> Ninja bears. You know what? I get it. Man, they're coming. <laughs> what happened to the murder hornets, right? I don't know. What about grizzle gators? I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> stressful, man. Stressful time. I'll get into it a little bit. So, um, <clears throat> basically, it's just not a great time. And, um, you know, I... In the past, I've done, like, cool conspiracy episodes and stuff, and I will be getting to those. I just, um, 
I don't know. I'm having a hard time right now because a lot of the stuff that I have been saying is coming this year has come true each and every month that has progressed. And uh, it's really starting to bug me and stress me out. I've got a little notebook and I take notes and I've got all this stuff as, as, as reference points that I, I wrote down ages ago. And I'm like, yeah, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. We should prepare. And uh, everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. But now uh, things have, you know, accumulated and, uh, and, and built up and here we are. So, um, and you know what? I'm prepared. So, uh, jokes on you but um it's just <clears throat> stressful stressful because you don't know every day from day to day what it's going to be like are you, you going to wake up are you still going to have your job are you still going to be able to go to work um is there some rioter or looter out in the streets gonna gonna destroy your car because you're driving down the road or whatever it's been um almost 80 days and there's still protesting going on um and riots and and tearing down statues and you know so back when all of this started <clears throat> and my kids were going to be home for a while homeschool um remote learning all that stuff i got my video camera out cuz i thought this is a this is you know kind of like history in the making right so when we went to the grocery stores and there was no food no toilet paper None of that stuff. It was like, you know what? This will be interesting to look back on in a few years, you know, or when the kids are growing up, they can look back and go, oh, yeah, I remember that little part of my childhood, that little the little blip in history, that little one month period. <laughs> so I had my video camera and we were documenting it, making like a, a quarantine journal. And every day we'd get on the, the camera and talk about what was going on in the world. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, we, we would kind of. You know, it's gotten to the point now where it's like I, I haven't pulled the camera out. I haven't been documenting everything. It's just too much to catch up on this. And, and it's too much stress and it's too much. Uh, I don't know. Bad, bad feelings. There's, there's bad stuff everywhere you look. And um, I, don't, I don't think anyone's feeling good anymore. You know, uh, we're all losing sleep. Um, we're all just in a funk and uh, for the new world normal, you know, um, and I, I hate to say that and I hate to say this is normal and it's not. And I miss we all miss uh, the way life was. And you take that for granted. Right. Because I remember <clears throat> I remember life before Columbine, you know, that happened when I was in school and uh, I'm in it's no secret. I'm in Colorado. And um, I remember when that happened. It was the middle of class for us, and we got sent home. They didn't explain why. They just said, school's canceled for the day. Everyone go home. We weren't anywhere near Columbine when that happened. But it was like, that's kind of weird. Why is why is school being uh, canceled for the day? And we went home, and uh, when I got home, my mom was standing in front of the TV crying, watching live these the two shooters at, at Columbine killing the classmates and stuff. And it was just a, it was a weird, surreal time. And, uh, <clears throat> I remember everything changed after that. Like going to school was different after, from that point on getting, you know, patted down, uh, tucking in your shirts. And like, they would, they would check us, check our bags daily, 
make sure none of us had guns. And I remember being in, uh, God, it had to have been eighth grade. It was eighth grade. It was a eighth grade Spanish class that it happened. But, um, I remember that. I remember that was so weird. Like, why would, why would a kid have a gun? I, I don't understand that. It's something unheard of. You, you wouldn't think about that at that point in time. And, you know, flash forward 20 years and it, it became commonplace. There was a shooting almost every single day or every week. There was, there was some school event and just everything just changed after that. Then again, you know, this was 99. So of course that's, pre 9-11 and I remember that vividly too like getting ready for school that morning and my mom again watching the news she says hey you know someone crashed into the twin towers and my thought was well was the pilot drunk or something what stupid thing is this what are you talking about and I'm brushing my teeth and I come out to the living room and I look and I saw the second plane hit and I was like why would they already have the cameras on the building if they were going to show it? Like, is this a promotion for a movie or something? And it took a minute to realize, no, this was a second plane. So we're like, oh man, were we under attack or what? And it was just this surreal, once again, just just this weird imagery. And the whole day was weird. We still went to school and there were, there were televisions in every classroom watching this live, watching what was going on, discussing it. And... um I don't know. The, I remember that day walking home and the vibe was just so different. Everything was just quiet. And it was it was a moment of, well, what comes next? What's what's going to happen now? And as we know, it, life was never the same again. Um, <clears throat> call it what you will, but you have your your false security at uh you know the airports the tsa stuff that's i i don't know what they're doing they they have their security measures everything else it's not to keep you safe it's more or less to keep you at ease with the illusion of being secure and but you go through all these measures at the airport now and that's normal that's everyday life you don't you know you, you don't think back to the time before it was like that like we were watching um Around Christmas time, we were watching Home Alone, and that part, well, the well, first and second, well, when they're running late, and they're running through the airport really fast to get to the plane, you know, 10 minutes, we got to get there, and now you're thinking, man, you got to get there like four hours early, <laughs> That this is this movie's garbage, it's fake, but it wasn't at that time, that's the way life was, and I'm, I'm thinking now about this uh, with the virus and everything, about how life used to be, where I could go... <laughs> to a gas station or to a grocery store without having to put a mask on my face. And that's insane to me. Like, you know, I'm at work. I have to have a mask on at work. The other day I worked, you know, almost 14 straight hours and couldn't take the mask off. Like that's supposed to be normal. And there's coin shortages and cash shortages. And we're going to a cashless society where everything's going to be digital and that's going to be normal. And it's like a couple of years from now, <clears throat> here, here I am thinking when we, when all this started, oh, this is going to be, you know, a couple months, we'll be fine. And now I'm thinking, man, we're going to be thinking back a couple of years from now going, well, remember, remember when, when life was uh, different and uh, we didn't have to do this. And 
I, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult time, and it's really been wearing on me. It's wearing on all of us. You got the, I don't want to sound crazy, but you got the five G towers popping up, and um, just so much technology, and and so rapidly advancing in such a high rate that it's frying our brains. Basically, we're addicted to rage. We're all uh, on edge, angry lost sleep, headaches, all kinds of ailments. And I, I don't know if anyone's been getting like dizzy spells. I've been getting dizzy spells. Um, I don't know if that's normal or if that goes on to a future uh, conspiracy show about uh, uh, stuff like the Hadron Collider and stuff. But I'll get into that <laughs> another time. There's just, there's so much going on and it's so stressful and so draining you know i'd say what maybe 20 years ago caffeine was the be all end all you could get up have a cup of coffee be good for the day right but now <clears throat> you got to go out and get a red bull or a monster get some kind of energy drink going because all the stress and everything that everybody's going through with their minds and their bodies and stuff you're losing uh potassium and vitamin b and whatever taurine and pantotheric acid is i don't know what that is but <laughs> you have to you're up in the ante on these because caffeine just doesn't do it anymore and we're all in a state of being constantly tired um worn down emotionally drained physically drained um everyone's addicted to their phones and you have that blue light so you you've either got your screen on or your phone on or your tv on you're addicted to the news there's politics everywhere and it's hard and uh man i'm almost at you know 15 minutes here on this rant section but it's been bugging me dude so we uh i mean work has been stressful beyond stressful and uh you know we had an we had an incident the other day where almost all of us just stood up and wanted to walk out and, and be done with it because I don't know tensions are getting high everywhere you go there's stress everywhere and like I said you wake up you don't know am I gonna have a job tomorrow um am I saying the wrong things am I am I mouthing off to the wrong people today um it's just a it's just a weird society man like I used to I used to be really aggressive um I'm not anymore I I can be but I, I'm not especially on the road like I used to have no problem brake checking people, and I'll admit that you know it's kind of a douchey move. But you get on my bumper, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap my brakes on you, and say hey, back off. In, in today's time, I don't do that anymore because you know I don't I don't know who's gonna shoot me for it, you know. Um, just just little things like that. And you cut me off, I'm not gonna honk my horn because you know again. Uh, there was a there was an incident um, actually not even ten minutes from my house last summer, where a lady was in a rush to get her kids to the dentist, and uh, I don't know she she got over in the lane without signaling or something, and the the punk kid took it personal, so he followed her to the dentist office and shot her and her kids, like and that was I'm, I'm watching it on on my uh, my live feed on my phone, and it's it's not even ten minutes away from my house, and I'm like I. I need to drive by here to go to work tonight, you know, and oh, 
stress, stress, stress. And, and what else is going on here? We had to get away this weekend. We went up to, to the mountains, drove five hours away just to uh, find a pool, a hot spring to, you know, find your center, man, find your balance and just forget about the world for a day or two. And, uh, went up there. It was a good time. I think all the stress kind of got to me because once we got there, um, I ended up throwing up all night. So it, it's just, uh, <clears throat> a weird time. And it took almost, uh, almost nine hours to get back because of traffic. So it's supposed to be a two hour drive. <laughs> so it tells you how crazy everything is here, but just getting away. We found a we found a hot spring that was open, a swimming pool. The kids got to swim for the first time since August of last year. Uh, there's been no pools open in the area. We're still everything's closed. There's no movies. There's there's nothing. Nothing. Just stress, work, and nothing. It's like uh it's like we're living a repeat of uh the movie Groundhog Day. And every day is the same. But uh I don't know. Um, what what else is getting to me is uh, school. School's gonna be starting this this uh, well, it's supposed to be August, but uh, they announced that the kids are going back to remote learning. So it was like, hey guys, I uh, I met your teacher uh, this year, and they said, oh yeah, they're really excited. And I said, uh, yeah, man, I um, I looked in the mirror and said, oh, it's you again, to myself, and. Uh, they weren't happy with that, but I'm not happy either. At the same time, it's hard because I, I don't know. I'm torn because it's like I've, I've had my kids like attached to me like leeches since March and without a break. You know, my break is at work and work. I, I need a break from that. So it's like, cool, they get to go back to school. And now that got canned for the moment. So it's like, but but at the same time, you, you worry. Everything everything right now is about worry. And you really worry as a parent because it's like, I don't know, you, you uh, <clears throat> for the last couple of years, I, I worry every day. When I drop them off at school, is there going to be a kid with a gun? You know, you worry about that every day. You're in quarantine. You're like, is there a family member or a friend inappropriately touching my kids? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to worry about that, but I do because they're your world, they're your life. And I feel like, you know, a part of me is missing when I'm not around them and I got to keep them safe at all times. So now you have this, uh, this worry about, well, do they go back to school? Are they going to get sick? Are they going to get, uh, this, this random deadly disease that nobody has a cure for, or are they going to become carriers and bring it home to us? Because every school year, <laughs> day one, they get sick and they bring it home to us and the whole house gets sick. That's, that's commonplace. That's the way it's been since the dawn of time. But so now this year it's, it's different. Is it, is it a cold or uh, am I going to die? Right. So, uh, and you, th you think about that. Um, I, f I saw this meme online that said, uh, it said name something that's not illegal, but feels like it is. And, you know, people write, you know, leaving work on time early, which yeah, totally. Or, uh, leaving a store without buying something. Absolutely. I, I had to con contribute to one. It was, uh, <laughs> coughing in public because uh you know sometimes you choke on your spit and you, you go into a coughing fit and everyone thinks oh man he's got the covid he's he's gonna die he's gonna infect us all not the case but so now you're worried about that and then 
you know, my wife brings up another point tonight where it's like, hey, by the way, uh, there's a lot of trafficking going on with children right now, which, you know, that's always been a case. And there's a there's actually a, a car pretty close to my neighborhood uh, trying to snatch kids up. But now everybody's mandated to wear a mask. So you're never going to identify the creep, you know. So it's just like one big thing after another and another and another and we all lose sleep over it and i just i want to go back to simpler times and um this episode is not really funny right now and i try to be entertaining and uh comedic i'm not i'm not having that right now i'm stressed i'm stressed to the brim here um i will say that i went back and listened to the very first episode the other day and i think i've come a long way and i, I love that so and, and there was a point where i was like i'm going to delete you know maybe the first 30 episodes and, uh, you know, free up my, my, uh, storage space here on online and, uh, going back and listening to some of those episodes, it's like, nah, I, I got to keep those for now. Maybe someday I'll delete them, but for now, uh, they're safe. You can download them and, and check them out, but I'll do what I do. I'm going to get to, uh, I'm going to get to a song here in a minute, but the reason I bring up all the stress, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of shadow people, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to sound crazy and then I go shadow people. You guys are you guys are in for a treat. So it's like you see it's like a person staring at you through the corner of your eye, you know, your your depth perception. You see it off in the corner here. I've been seeing it so much just this otherworldly like you think it's beings and you double take like you're glancing is there something there watching me and it's been freaking me out and I uh a few minutes ago I was I was talking and I looked over the corner of my eye and I thought I saw someone standing there but you know, I always feel like somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. <laughs> the other day I was, uh, it, it got me because my, my daughter had her, her fifth birthday party and, uh, we got her a bunch of balloons. I told her, I said, hon, these balloons are awesome, but I don't want them in my room. So where do they go? Obviously right in my room. Right. So one swaying back and forth and I'm kind of blind without my glasses. So at first glance in a dark room, you see a balloon bobbing back and forth. It looks like a person's head and freaked me out. And <laughs> there, there's some humor for you. But uh, yeah, I'll elaborate more on the shadow people after I play you guys a song. And um, yeah, I try to be entertaining here. All right, I'll be back in a minute. My poor brain is 
All right, man. Those with a strong belief in the paranormal often speak of a thin veil between our world and the dark realm of spirits, ghosts, and other unearthly beings. Um, Henceforth, the shadow people I was talking about earlier in the episode here. Some claim to possess the ability to lift the veil, especially during certain times of the year or on special days, and see into the spectral beyond. Others insist that they are more sensitive to spirits in specific locations around the world. In fact, some individuals maintain that paranormal entities such as ghosts never cross over to other realms. Instead, they spend their afterlives on Earth with only a select few of the living aware of their presence. So today's episode is going to be um, interesting. <clears throat> All the stress and stuff going on in the world. I keep seeing the shadow people and stuff like that. It made me, it's got me thinking. So today's list is 10 otherworldly beings you may encounter around the world. So number 10, uh, women at the crossroads, and I am going to pronounce this and I'm going to do my best with it. Uh, should you find yourself in Mexico on traditional feast days, it would serve you well to avoid all crossroads around midnight. Um, it is said that the Aztec, here we go, man. Cihuateo, Cihuateo, Cihuateo. Uh, lie in wait at the crossroads on these days. Uh, they hope to grab their next victim and mercil mercilessly inflict illness, paralysis, or seizures. Um, it's believed that they are spirits of women who died during childbirth and that young children are their favorite victims. That's pretty spooky, man. So if a child does not cross their path during the feast days, they settle for men they can seduce. Then they show their true forms. Skeleton faces, claws in the place of hands, and horned headdresses. They are also naked from the waist up. And as the ancient Aztecs looked upon women who died during labor and birth as fallen warriors, the Aztecs gave these women permission to enter the heaven uh, of the sun where they remained for four years. Once these years had passed, the women made the clouds their home and were turned in the, to the Sihuateteo. Uh, so uh, look out for that. Number nine. I know this is a this is like a cool Halloween episode in July, so you're getting a little bonus there, as if the world isn't scary enough lately. So number nine, the shackled murderer. <laughs> <clears throat> Moscow has its own dark side, consisting of vindictive spirits, headless spooks, and vengeful specters that appear just before terrible events occur. Kind of like Mothman, right? So once one of ow, once of these re restless ghosts, words, man, words, struggling. It's over. It's after midnight. I'm tired. <laughs> once of these restless ghosts can be found, one of them can be found on the Gorky Highway. That's all I'm trying to say. It's alleged that a murderer was marching along in a penal convoy en route to a Siberian penal colony. <laughs> penal. <laughs> Uh, who didn't chuckle at that, right? He did not survive the trip. And as there was no time to bury him, his body was simply left at the side of the road. And many drivers claim to have encountered the spirit of the murderer on the side of the road. He has a beard and is dressed like a homeless man. He also walks through as though his feet are still shackled. Um, if a driver stops next to the apparition, he will be asked to forgive me. If the motorist does not reply with God will forgive you and drive away without looking back, the ghost will drag the motorist into the afterlife. Guess where I'm never going? Moscow. Okay? Number eight. Creepy kids in your home. <sighs> yeah. Welcome to parenthood, buddy. In Kempton Park, Guatang, South Africa, stands the now derelict shell of what used to be Kempton Park Hospital, later known as uh, Kayalami? Kyam Kyalami? 
Hospital. For reasons still unclear, the hospital was completely abandoned and shut down on Boxing Day 1996. All patient files and medical equipment were left inside the hospital where they can still be found today. Yeah, I've seen ghost shows, man. There's nothing creepier than hospitals, right? Those who love a thrill often visit the spooky building in search of ghosts. Residents of the surrounding neighborhood, however, do not have to step on the hospital grounds to encounter some of its creepy inhabitants. One family claimed to have experienced poltergeist activity in their home, while others have watched in fear as their curtains opened and closed of their own accord and doors slammed for no earthly reason. Uh, yet another family is said to have found small, wet footprints trailing throughout their home. Meanwhile, a married couple in the area claims to have encountered their children's bedrooms only to find unfamiliar youngsters playing with toys and looking up at the adults with blank eyes. The spooky children vanished soon after being discovered. The high number of creepy kid hauntings in the area is attributed to a doctor who managed to successfully fake being a qualified pediatrician at the hospital before being caught. Um, unfortunately... Several young children and babies died before he was sentenced to 18 years in prison in May of 1992. Yeah, dude, these are creeping me out already. Number seven, the whaler that will blind you. Oh, yeah. An old, an old Mongolian legend says that a nomadic traveler died long ago after being overcome by hunger and thirst as he tried to cross the Gobi Desert. His spirit never left the vast arid landscape and still wails loudly, lamenting his fate. Those who wish to visit or travel through the Gobi Desert, not me, are warned to avoid laying eyes upon the deceased traveler, better known as the Gobi Desert Whaler, if they hear his mournful cries. It is said that any living person who looks at the whaler will start bleeding from the eyes and become blind. An unnamed victim claimed to have looked at the whaler, saying that he saw a gaunt spirit with empty eye sockets who wore frayed clothing. Soon after he saw the apparition, blood started streaming from the victim's eyes and he became blind. So that's fun. Number six, the uh, goat-legged woman. And uh, like I said, it's after midnight, folks. I'm in my kitchen, and everything's creepy and dark, and I'm scared now, and I probably won't get to sleep tonight because... Um... Number six, the story of uh, Aisha, Aisha Kandisha is said to be the Moroccan version of the popular Bloody Mary legend. And there are several versions of the tale, but it is widely claimed that Aisha Kandisha appears near water sources. Uh, she uses magic to look beautiful so that she can lure men to her before driving them insane or killing them. Whereas Bloody Mary can be summoned by whispering her name three times in a dark room, Aisha Kandisha will appear if you pour boiling water down a drain. She also materializes in other forms, such as a freaky-looking mermaid or a topless woman with the legs of a goat pretty gnarly so before she attacks and possesses unsuspecting men she turns into an ugly old witch and men who survive the attack become impotent and severely depressed uh, i think i've become impotent and severely depressed reading this because this is terrifying uh, if you gaze into a body of water in morocco guess what cross that off my list never going to morocco you might just see aisha kandisha staring back at you also, if you hear chains rattling along the ground, you better get out of there immediately. The sound of chains is believed to announce Aisha's presence in the vicinity. All right, man, I didn't think these would be as creepy as they were. So number five, the woman in the black sari. In uh, Jammu and Kashmir lies the Jawahar Tunnel, uh, a.k.a. the Banihal Tunnel. Um, I thought I could read. 
So just a little behind the scenes message there to you. Uh, before you get into the tunnel, you must travel along the Kuni Nala stretch of road. It is infamous for a high number of accidents resulting in driver and passenger deaths. There you go. There is also the danger of boulders falling onto vehicles from the mountains alongside the road. A steel mesh structure has been erected to protect motorists, but another threat lurks, and there is seemingly no protection against it. Some travelers claim to have seen a woman wearing a black sari and carrying a baby. The woman stands on the side of the road, flags down drivers, and asks for a lift. If a driver refuses, he is instantly cursed by the woman and will soon die in a car accident. So, uh... Beware. <clears throat> Number four. Dead sailors looking for a place to stay. Many people consider the isolated Sandwood Bay to be the most beautiful beach in Scotland, if not for the whole of Britain. It lies 6.4 kilometers, or four miles for you Americans, from the nearest parking area and is flanked by massive sand dunes and a freshwater lock. Its coastline is believed to be one of the earliest inhabited areas of Scotland. Uh, Sandwood Bay is also considered to be uh, Britain's most haunted beach. A multitude of ships wrecked off its shores in the absence of a lighthouse, and many sailors' lives were lost. A lighthouse was eventually constructed at Cape Wrath during a 19th, the early 19th century. Uh, but between the beach and Sandwood Lock stand the ruined remains of Sandwood Bay Cottage. Um, a long time ago, when the cottage was still in use, inhabitants would be awakened on stormy nights by the sound of a ghostly sailor knocking on the windows. An old fisherman claimed to have seen the face of a bearded sailor looking at him through the window after he heard footsteps approaching the little cottage. Some believe that the bearded sailor is the restless spirit of a local hermit, James McRoy Smith, who lived in the area for 32 years. Other guests at the cottage have awakened to the walls shaking as a herd of wild phantom horses stamped their hooves and stormed past the cottage. Yeah, spooky, man. Number three, specters that rise from the mist. Uh, the city of uh, Kilkenny in Ireland has been named one of the five most haunted places in Europe. The iconic Folksrath Castle is reported so haunted that ghost hunters from BBC arrived in 1992 to see if they could catch some specters in action. Other haunted sites include the stone tombs of the Black Abbey, Roth House, and Kilkenny Prison. Kilkenny is also believed to be the site of Ireland's first witch trial. Uh, the creepiest story, however, tells of a flood that occurred in the area in 1763. History lesson, folks. Sixteen people lost their lives after falling into the River Nore, where a bridge collapsed beneath their feet because of the swollen floodwaters. Now, in modern times, locals and tourists have reported seeing specters float in the mist, covering the River Nore as the sun rises above it. Number two, the girl from the Gap. Yeah, I don't shop there either. Gaps in wardrobe doors wardrobe doors in drawers and between walls are common in houses especially older ones while most simply need fixing up it is believed that an evil spirit takes up residence in a gap in a japanese home the spirit takes the form of a little girl who is always seeking a playmate no thank you <clears throat> once an inhabitant or visitor notices the little girl's eyes watching from a gap inside the house the spirit will ask whether the person wants to play hide and seek whether or not the invitation is accepted the person will be dragged into another dimension if he or she looks at the girl a second time. The other dimension is believed to be hell, and the unfortunate person will never be seen again. Tiny man, shadow people, right? Number one, the last one on this creepy, creepy list, and then we'll get into something fun. <laughs> the Hopping Jungle Spirit. <clears throat> 
Although Thailand is most popular among tourists for its breathtaking beaches and mesmerizing architecture, the country also has magnificent jungles filled with diverse plant and animal life and jaw-dropping waterfalls. These jungles call out to the adventurous and those who love camping. <laughs> I got a story about camping I'll get to in a minute. If you are lucky enough to visit these wilderness areas, make sure you look out for uh, Phi Kong Khoi. This Thai jungle ghost hops on one leg and shouts, Koi, Koi, Koi. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Those who have encountered the ghost report that it is very ugly with a bulging belly. It hunts down campers and other travelers who stay other night in the jungle. That way, it can suck blood from their toes while they sleep. Crossing your feet or keeping them together is said to provide protection against the Phi Kong Koi. So, um, another reason not to go camping. Now, I said that uh, my wife and I, we got away, we went to the mountains for the weekend. Well, we stayed in a hotel, in Hot Springs. Originally, she wanted to go camping and uh, kind of caused a little argument because I was like, you know, with, all, with, the, with the world the way it is, I'm not going to take off work to go pretend to be homeless for a couple days. And uh, it became this joke, right? But now after seeing the, the Phi Kong Koi, I don't, I don't want to go camping ever because, uh, no, man, that's pretty scary. So now that I've uh, creeped all you guys out, spooked you, and I think something's watching me from my window, I'm going to play the uh, trivia theme song, and we'll, uh, we'll get on the trivia. <laughs> So we all know when we hear that theme song, it means that it's time for some kiss trivia, right? Because um, this show's all over the place as it is, and I love kiss, so I'm going to get you a little smarter. Now, before I start this one, I want to say I got a message a couple weeks back on my uh, on the episode of the podcast, and it, it said new comment, so I, I clicked on it. I was like, cool, man, someone, someone digs the show, and someone said, I really like your show. It, it's actually really good. Um, so I was like, that, that's cool. That makes me feel good. Right. And the, the next sentence was, will you give me a follow on Instagram? I got beat up in high school and it would really make me feel good about myself. So I said, okay, went to his uh, Instagram pages, checked out his SoundCloud page. And, uh, it turns out he was this SoundCloud rapper, um, makes YouTube videos and I mean, not YouTube, but Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. I checked him out. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll play his game here because I know he obviously didn't listen to the show. He just, he's scouting for for likes and followers and stuff. So, I went to uh, the page, and I followed him, and said, all right, here's what here's what I'm gonna do, and because uh, I've I've been a musician for, you know, twenty some years, and I know one of the hardest things is to get your music heard by anybody. Really, you go to, you play a live set and. All your friends end up being busy that night, so they don't come, or uh, what have you. Hey, I, I like your music. Can I can I have a copy of your album? You say, yeah, it's going to be $5, or whatever your price may be. And they go, oh, well, don't I get the friend and family discount? Which I'm going to say right now on, on the show here, I'm going to go on record and say, if anyone respects you and your craft, uh, they will never ask you to do something for free. And that's um, friends and family included, because if they respect your craft, they're going to pay for your services out of respect to you and what it is that you're doing. 
So uh, anybody who's aspiring to do something right now out there and create and stuff, and you have those friends that always have their hands out, they're not friends, man. They're just looking for a, for a piece of, of something for free. And um, you got you to gotta ditch that. And I fell for that trap for years where, <clears throat> you know, it's like, oh, the friends and family discount. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you this for free. But then once you don't have anything to give, they don't want anything to do with you. So uh, keep that in mind. But anyway, that's what he had said was, you know, give me a give me a listen. So I did. And I wrote to him and I said, look, man, I'm going to challenge you. So what I want you to do is go back and actually listen to my my show, my my episode here. And I want you to, f- to answer the trivia question. I don't care if you Google it or not. Answer the trivia question. And if you do, I'll know you listen to the show. I will follow, continue to follow you. I'll give you a shout-out, and I'll play your song on my show. Because I know how hard it is to get noticed and how to get um, exposure. And it's, it's not as hard nowadays with social media. You can do anything and hashtag it the right way, and it goes viral. But... You know, back in <clears throat> back in my day when I started, there was no, we didn't have internet, and we we did everything word of mouth, and we stood on street corners. Hey, listen to this, listen to this. Uh, Join Battle of the Bands. Hey, well, let's play some music, and uh, yeah, I've got my demo here for you guys, and tell you for a dollar a piece, or whatever. It, all the stories are in my book, which uh, you can buy on Amazon. I'm gonna do a little plug here during the trivia segment. Uh, a lot of rock and a little roll and that's on Amazon you can buy a paperback or digital and all the stories are in there but I wanted to issue a challenge to this guy because I'm like look I know you're not listening to the show don't tell me my show is great I've already said in the title it's just okay so uh, you tell me that the show was really just okay I'll believe you listen to it <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I told him I said answer the trivia question I'll give you a shout out I'll I'll promote your name on here I'll play your song and, uh, you know, we'll work off each other from there and I'll give you some exposure and, and, uh, have that, have at that free, free advertising for you. And, uh, he never replied. And then I looked and a couple days later, his comment had disappeared from my page. So I don't think he wanted to, uh, do that. He wasn't up for the challenge. So for those of you that did listen, um, the last trivia question I had asked was, uh, which Kiss band member appeared on the TV show Miami Vice? And that was a really easy answer. It was Gene Simmons. So this week, um, if you guys want to get your band or whatever uh, free plug on an okay show and have me play one of your songs and give you free advertising. Answer the question here, which is, oh, let's see, which Kiss band member appeared as a guest of VJ on MTV? Uh, VJ was video jockey back in the day when MTV actually played music. Uh, they would get guest rock stars in and they would host the show and introduce all the music videos for the night. So which KISS band member did that? Answer that question, I might give you a free shout-out on here. So you can write to me at justokpod at gmail.com or um, soundcloud.com slash thispodcastisjustokay or facebook.com slash thispodcastisjustokay. Many outlets here that you can get on here and write to me, and I'll actually write to you. If you want me to follow your band or whatever, Give me a link, and I'll check it out. And if you want to answer the trivia question, I'll know you listen to the show. I'll give you a free shout-out. So not a bad deal, right? Anyway, we're going to skip the mail this week. I didn't get any emails from you guys, so 
a little sad on that aspect, but it's okay. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I hope everything goes well. I hope everyone's not as stressed as uh, some of us are. Who knows? And if you are, write to me, and uh, maybe we can have a little chitty chat. I don't know. Until then, I want you to have yourselves a week, and I'll catch you guys next time. Uh,